Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. Is there anything that our moms were not right about? I think our moms had the best advice. As I get older and I'm a parent, then I realize my mom was just about right about everything. Everything. First of all, I sound more and more like my mom. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) You didn't even let me... (laughs) <laughs> but we do but you're we, right you're right though we start I sound sounding more like, like our parents. my mom every single day i do i'm like sometimes i say stuff to my son and i'm like wait a mm-hmm. minute who irma my mom's name is irma and i'm like is that you right i'm not jessica anymore do you ever, i am my mom you ever find yourself in the midst of saying it remembering back when you were a kid, I'll never talk to my kids that way. I'll never say that to my kids you know, the way you're talking to me. I owe my mother so many apologies. I Ooh. will never be able to thank my mom enough for putting up with me yeah. um, and for keeping me alive. <laughs> right. um, there are so many things. There are so many things that I did that I, if she found out, oh my goodness, I know she would still love me, but she would be so disappointed. Oh, no, she wouldn't. No, 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 no. I know, but I'm just saying it's just a mother's love goes so deep. And first of all, yeah, I know we're beyond Mother's Day. We're past Mother's Day, but we didn't get a chance to do a Mother's Day show. We were doing fundraising and really didn't get the time to honor our mothers the way we wanted to. But I mean, really, Mother's Day is every day. To me, I feel like we don't need a certain day, but we wanted to really talk about moms, our moms. The life lessons that we learned from our moms. Yeah. but um, I I just read an article very, very quickly. I read an mm -hmm. article saying that if you sit up straight and if you mind your posture while you're walking and sitting and so forth, it helps you to feel better about yourself. And the first thing I thought of when I finished reading this article (laughs) is like, well, duh, that's what my mom kept telling me all the time. Boy, (laughs) sit up straight. Put your shoulders back while you're walking. Don't be. And it's like, okay, is there anything that mom told you that was like, nah, that's not true? I can't. I think of a whole bunch of stuff that she imparted on me, wisdoms. It's like, it holds true. It just holds true. If you had one ginormous, I know there are many things, but if you had one ginormous thing that you could say shaped your life. Something your mom told you, something you always think about that you learned from your mom that you can say, you know, my mom said this to me or my mom taught me this and it made the biggest influence on my life. What would that be? Okay, there's two, but I'll leave it at the most important one, right? Is find something enjoyable in every circumstance. Mm. It really had far-reaching aspects to me because there would be times, obviously, when you're going somewhere with the parents and you're like, oh, I'm so bored. Why am I here? I don't want to <laughs> be here. And I would be grumpy. I know. Hard to imagine me being grumpy. What? But I would. And I would become problematic for my mom. I know. I know. Uh, and <laughs> And she sat me down and she said, a sign of true sophistication for an individual of maturity is to find something enjoyable in every circumstance. Oh, I love that. And it, and it, it takes work sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, it really does. But there will be times, even at my advanced age, there will be times when I'm in the midst of something, I don't enjoy this. I don't want to be here. And I find myself getting grumpy. 
Mm -hmm. I don't want to be here. I want to go do this or that. Stop. Find something in this circumstance that is enjoyable and focus on that. And it works. And it you you find that you're a better person for that. So there's a whole bunch of other things that my mom imparted on me, but that that has such deep, far-reaching aspects. Find something enjoyable in every aspect of life. Mm. I love that. I love that so much. Your mom was a baddie. She was. She, she was a very was. interesting she lady. She was a pilot. She was a pilot. She sang professionally with a, a group, uh, Ray Anthony. She okay, cut a couple albums. Okay, you didn't tell me she was a singer. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard that story about your mom. During uh, the war, she traveled uh, with the uh, with the band Ray Anthony and cut albums under the name of Ruth Ferris. And I have what? been looking all my life for one of those albums. I will pay so any amount awesome. of money if I can find one of those. Oh, I'm sure you can yeah. find it somewhere. She qualified for the an Olympic team as a diver, but her father wouldn't allow her to because ladies, proper ladies, that wasn't proper. don't do that kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, and she also... Um, she was a uh, she could she could trick bareback horse ride. Uh, I don't know, I'm probably not saying that right, but she was she was very talented as a horseback rider. And as a matter of fact, she fell one time showing off for a boy. I mean, and uh, I can't say that I've ever <laughs> showed off for a boy. Ruptured <clears throat> a kidney. Oh my goodness! Had to have a kidney removed as a as a result of the accident. But yeah, oh my, my mom. Oh, and that's just scratching the surface of the stories that my mom had. Yeah. Wow, that's probably that where so I got awesome. my adventurous side. Because I will, if you have an opportunity to go do something and to explore and to, you know, find out, I'm, I'm there. I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, that I definitely got from my mom's side. Did you learn how to cook from your mom? No. <laughs> oh, no. No. That, of you all said the, that with a quickness. <laughs> of all the things my mom was, cook was not one of them. <laughs> I don't know how she did it, but she would fry eggs and the yolk would be hard as a rock and the whites would be runny. That's talent. <laughs> sure. Uh, there, no, no. I learned how to cook from Alton Brown. Watching <laughs> his Mama. TV. No, not mom. Maybe some from my grandmother. She was yeah. a good cook. But my mom, no. Oh, no, wow. no, no. <laughs> That's one thing I haven't mastered is how to cook like my mom and my grandma. And I think we even talked about this on the show. Like, my mom, to this day, she does not use measuring cups. Mm -mm. She doesn't use measuring spoons. It is a sprinkle of this. Just put a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. And I love that she's able to fill it out, so so to speak. But it's frustrating as well, like when I call her and I say, hey, I'm making, <sighs> I'm making your chicken stuff. Right. You know, it's just the stuff. Right. And I just need to know how much cream to put in. Oh, we'll just pour just a little or a pinch of paprika. Right. And I'm like, but I How don't much? know. We'll just taste it, honey. Right. I, that's frustrating to me. And she's like, honey, you'll just know. Mm hmm. She's right. And they cooked with love and care. Yeah. It's like the people they were cooking for, um, yeah. they just love to do it. And me, when I cook for my family, if I have, when my son is, tired from a track meet and I know he's gotten a gold medal and mm -hmm. he walks through the door and he's tired and he's like, mom, is there anything to eat? Of course. <laughs> I want to make sure he's fed. I want to make yep. sure he's hydrated. Like, of course, that's the mom in me. Right. But I got to be honest on a regular day after 
working all day after running the errands. I don't want to cook for my family. I I don't. But I can honestly say my mom, she never showed that. Every, Every day when we were growing up, I remember her working so, so hard. And I could see she was so tired. And as soon as she got home, she would just start cooking. She didn't yeah. complain. She would be cleaning and cooking and helping with homework mm-hmm. and helping my dad do something. And she never complained. But I'm that parent who's going to tell you, leave me alone. I got to cook for you. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, man. <laughs> you know, I think I think probably my mom showed that it was a chore, but never said it was a chore. Because sometimes... Yeah. You know how you can show that it's a chore? I'm going to get the chops out of the fridge. Bam. I'm going to get the pan out of the oven. Bam. Wham. You know, making all kinds of noise, showing yeah. that you're frustrated. But she never once said, oh, fine, I'll cook dinner for you again. Never. What yeah. time did you guys eat dinner? That was always an interesting thing with our family. Um, I don't know. I don't know there was an exact time. I know... Um. Never too late. She always, I th- it, it was always before six or seven. Yeah. And during the summer, it was before the, the sun went down. Well, I know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um. We just, it was not too late because you know how kids are when they get out of school. Yeah. They're starving. But she always made sure that um, as soon as she got home, she used to get off, she used to get off work around three or four. And I just remember her. It just seems like she never had a moment like to catch her breath or yep. take a few minutes. Yep. She just, as soon as she walked through the door, she just started going in, yep. doing the things for all of us. Mm-hmm. Whereas like these days, I, I well, I can just speak for myself. Um, I know certainly when my kids were younger, there were days where I didn't even get a minute, especially when they were toddlers. As soon as you walk through the door, there's always something. Um, but even like now, as soon as I walk through the door, I'm like, I know you're hungry, but you got to give me a minute. I need 30 minutes to myself. Nope. You give me a minute. I'll, I'll fix your food. <laughs> I'll help you with your homework. It's like, I can't help you with your homework. No, but there's letters in the math. There's I'll, not no help. I'll make sure you're doing your homework. We can talk about your day, but mama needs a minute. Yep. And, you know, I need that for my mental health, but <laughs> I just look back and I'm like, wow, my mom didn't have that for her own mental mm-hmm. health and sanity. She just jumped right in. And I'm like, I can't imagine not having that time to decompress. I think that's she old school. Right in. It was all about everybody else. Right. I think yeah. that might be old school. Uh, my mother-in-law lives with us. Mm-hmm. And she's the kind of person that as soon as you think of something that needs to be done, you must get up right now and do it. There's no, oh, that can wait till tomorrow. There's no, you know what? I'm going to set aside some time later in the day to take care of that. No, if you think of it, that it needs to be done, you get up right now and you do it and you keep doing it until it's done. Mm -hmm. And that's not my attitude about things. I kind of prioritize because I'm just like you. It's like, look, if I don't have a few minutes of quiet by myself, I am going to go insane. Lose my mind up in here, up up in in here. here. And and so I think there might just be a, a, a different approach to things, yeah. right? Um, so you asked me what was the most important thing, the most memorable thing that my mom imparted to me. Mm-hmm. What is it for you if you had to just narrow it entirely down? 
you have one thing to remember your mom by, what would it be? I don't think it's... See? I can't do one thing. There's several. Um, One, my mom prays about everything. And she's the type of person who doesn't say, she's not going to say, okay, we'll pray about it. And then it's just something she says and then moves on. If she she tells you she's going to pray about it or we need to pray, her phrase, we're going to pray on it. (laughs) That's how we do it. We're going to pray on that thing. Right. She's really going to pray on it. Yeah. Um, So that's number one. Um, She, along with my grandmother, um, they've always instilled in me that, um, we don't do things on our own. Um, what do you mean? That if there is something that we can't do, we go to God. Right. We're not meant to handle our problems on our own. And I'm going to be honest, that's taken me all my life to realize that because, you know, we're, I'm human. Mm-hmm. I try to, con- I continuously try to figure things out on my own. But as I look back on my life, my mom. It's been her, man, who's taught me this all my life. She's told me, Jess, I don't know why you keep trying to handle this on your own. You have a God who is there to help you, but you continuously try to handle your problems yourself. And yeah. I can I can look back even right now. I was having a problem in high school. My mom was like, all right, go to God. And I'm like in high school and thinking, what's God going to do? You know what I mean? Sure. So that's one thing my mom instilled in me is to go to God for help. Um, My mom is so kind and so giving. And that's I think that's where I get my compassion from. Because I truly see God in her as far as being kind to people, mm-hmm. even um, people who are unkind to her, mm-hmm. like she's taught me a lot about um, about how you are to love um, all kinds of people. Um, she has been um, faced with like all kinds of um, racism in her life. I mean, we're from a small town. Sure. Um I, I've witnessed people um, say mean things to her. I've, I've witnessed, um, I remember her her best friend growing up was this white lady named BJ. We mm-hmm. loved BJ. Her and my mom were best friends. And I remember um, when I was a little girl, my mom and BJ, BJ had a bunch of kids. BJ had like four or five kids. Right. And my mom had me and my sister. And BJ and my mom, we would all the kids, we would all go out together. Right. And I remember one time we were in a restaurant and um, somebody, this man came up to my mom and BJ. And this man looked at my mom. He had, was chewing on a toothpick. Mm-hmm. Looked at my mom. Looked her up and down. Then he turned and looked at BJ. And he was like, why are you with this black woman and her kids? And, of course, BJ said some choice words. Good. And my mom was like, I get it. Girl, let's just keep eating. Let's just keep eating. Yeah. We're just going to pray for him. 
And I'm as as a little girl, I'm just sitting here like, why is he being so mean to my mama? Exactly. And as I got older, I'm thinking, as I reflected on that when I got older, I was thinking, man, I would have let him have it. I would have told him off. And, and then she he was, wins. And she was like, no need. No yeah. need for that. She was like, you you don't know what God had for him, you know. Exactly. And I'm just thinking, like, how? Because so she, because the she, love of God was in her heart, and, and that's the only and way I that happened. And I saw happens. that, but yeah. she taught me that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's 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 she, important. She taught me that, and so I I learned so much from her. I learned how to. Um, and I'm not saying people always got over on her because, you know, right, she right. didn't always let people talk to her. But there's a time and a place for things. And she just taught me how to conduct myself mm-hmm. in situations like that. Um, she just taught me how to love people. She taught me how to love Jesus. And there's just so much. I can't narrow it down to one. But I can say I'm the woman I am because of her. I am strong because of her. Yeah. Um, she even after her and my father divorced, she still cooked meals for him when he got sick. She still took care of his mom, my grandmother. She she is a caretaker. She takes care of everyone and everybody. Mm-hmm. And so when you see me, we've talked about how I'll care too much and how I don't know how to let things go. You right. can blame my mom. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> While you're talking, I was thinking about something that we have mentioned on on the morning show a couple times. Is I know as a parent now, right? I know that there were times my mom, by the way, my mom passed many, many years ago. But I know there had to be times in my mom's life where she sat there and felt heartbroken because she felt like a failure as a parent. Mm-hmm. I do not remember a single incident where I can go, Mom, you just failed. That was... That was a horrible situation. You shouldn't have done. Not once in my childhood did I ever look at the times where we had fish sticks and mac and cheese for dinner or where I I didn't really have an awful lot of clothes to go to school in or my shoes were kind of threadbare. Mm-hmm. Not once did I ever have remember going, oh, I can't go to the movies today because we don't have the money. I guess my mom and dad are failures. Not once. Not once. We put that we put that pressure on ourselves. We, we do. look and go, "Oh, we're failures." But I don't remember any time at all. Do you do you ever remember looking back and going, "Mom, that was you just a Never, failure." Never, not once. And it's so funny cuz um we've talked about those moments on the show, but also I remember talking to my mom about that one time. I don't know what brought it up. Um, it, I think it was at my oldest son's graduation and we were reflecting back on um, parent fails and you know how you just right. start reflecting oh, on yeah. things. And she was like, yeah, I used to um, think I failed you guys sometimes because there were times where we didn't have a lot of money and um, we didn't have, you know, the best of dinner. Some, we had those struggle meals and, yeah. and I was just thinking, what? We did, if it was a struggle meal, we didn't even know. Exactly. Like you said, those nights where you had to have fish sticks and macaroni, we just thought, yay, we got fish sticks tonight. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. We didn't know that was a parent fail moment. We certainly didn't think of it that way. Mm -mm. Um, So, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's how we feel as parents. We put so much pressure on ourselves. And our kids would never think, okay, you're a failure because 
you don't have enough money to do this or you had to have this for dinner. Our kids don't see us that way. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And if anything, y'all, I hope this podcast reminds you to call your mom. If you have not called your mom in forever, call your mom. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix-It podcast is brought to you by Mardell Christian Education stores, which provide a vast selection of faith-based products and supplies for both classroom and homeschool teachers. You can find Mardell exclusive brands in their education, church supply, and gift departments, you know, like Renewing Minds and The Brainery. Toys for the kiddos, from Melissa and Doug, science and craft activity kits, they're all 30% off. And you can view their weekly ad and what's on sale anytime you like by simply downloading the Mardell app. Looking for another encouraging podcast? Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises with Melody, Candy, and Gabe explores the real experiences of life through humor and honesty, weighing in together on how every quirk, bump, and bruise of life that we encounter can all relate back to the grace, love, and forgiveness of God. Search Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises wherever you get your podcasts today.